0: Well, hello everyone. Uh, this is Zach and Michael from Literal. Uh, and we are starting a new web series, uh, to interview educators and really hear about some of the struggles and the triumphs that have resulted due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, and what we really like to do is foster a lot of collaboration between educators at this time and in the whole industry. Uh, we think it's really important that we kind of band together and find the best ways to solve the major issues that the industry is seeing right now. Um, so Michael?
1: Yeah, so our first guest actually talked a lot about this today, which is uh, some of the struggles that uh, teachers and parents are having with some of the tools that they're using uh, remotely. And uh, so on that note, we want to mention that this show is brought to you by the RevRoad at-home learning initiative, which is a group of education companies uh, like Literal that have banded together to offer some of their services for free uh, to all educators at this time. Uh, and that's everything from STEM and coding to life skills and ELL, uh, as well as uh, literacy engagement. Uh, so really a great resource, and we invite you to check it out at revro.com forward slash at home learning. Zach, who is the first person that we're going to be interviewing today?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're really excited to bring on our first guest here to kick this off. Uh, we're going to bring in a special educator. I'm um, really excited to hear, you know, her unique perspective as the some of the ways educators might be able to solve these issues and some of the struggles she's facing.
1: All right. Well, let's dive into it. Today we have on the show Linda England. Uh, Linda's been teaching special education at uh, Granite School District. And uh, what we want to do is just bring Linda on and talk to her a little bit more about her experiences and um, her role, what she's doing now in the midst of this COVID-19 outbreak and how things have been affecting her and her colleagues. Um, and so with that, uh, we want to turn it over to Linda. And uh, Linda, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your background, uh, what you're doing over at uh, Granite School District. Um, let's just kind of start with there.
2: Okay. So I am new to Granite District. I um, came from Jordan last year, and so um, the Granite Park Junior High that I'm at is a Title I school. It has 44 different languages there. And so I think that has been one of our biggest challenges, as well as the um, population of need to be able to access Wi-Fi and so forth. So that has been a real big challenge to get the kids all set up on the free Wi-Fi, being able to contact parents through interpreters or um, being able to use a Google Translate or whatever to even be able to get a hold of them. Um, The contact with parents has been probably one of the biggest things that I've conflicted with. Getting the lessons on the classroom were a struggle the first couple of days. Uh, But after that, it's been more of being able to Contact and get a hold of the kids and be able to talk to the parents and help them get their students going.
1: All right so has this been kind of teaching as normal in the sense that you're still trying to do a full day of classroom education with uh, these students or uh, has the amount of classroom instruction has the amount of instruction really gone down um, as you're working to do this remotely?
2: Well, I started out doing that. I actually was able to access the um, workbook that I am doing with my students in reading um, online and get that all set up and get that going. And they struggled understanding it and how to do it. And I had the full time set up and everything for the first um, couple of weeks. And our um, principal came on and said, no. We need to back off that they're stressed. They're not able to get on top of it all. And parents are stressed and to back off. So we I've backed off quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, and I mean, I got to go back to what you said. You, did you say 41 different languages? 44. 44. That's.
2: Yeah, I just did wow. a, a IEP yeah. in Gingri over uh, Google Meet.
1: Wow. All right. And now are you dealing how many languages are you dealing with with your own students?
2: Um, there's probably, well, there's Arabic and Spanish and Tegingri and, um, I can't remember. I think it was in, she's from India, but I can't remember her language. Anyway, there's quite a few,
1: but. And so how has that language barrier been different before and after the quarantine?
2: Well, because I'm a special education teacher, I've dealt with it quite a bit because of having to try to contact parents and um, converse with them about IEPs. And any time we're trying to contact them about the students' needs and so forth, it's a challenge, period. Uh, <clears throat> but during this time, the the contact, I mean, even just emailing, they don't have emails. Uh, a lot of times. And then I try to call and can't be. I can't speak with them. A lot of the times students haven't been there. So it, it's just been a challenge.
1: So I had read that a third of there's some districts are reporting that at least a third of their students just plain aren't logging in, uh, at least on a daily basis. Is that about what you're seeing uh, within Granite School District or
2: I don't know about the district. Um, As far as my students, that's probably accurate. But even the ones that are logging in, I'm not seeing much contact with. I'm not seeing work being turned in and so forth. And uh, I've got a Google meet set up several times a week that they can join and ask questions and so forth. And I'm not getting them coming to that. I'm having them now text or email each other to try to Mm -hmm. get them on, and they'll say, oh, I'm helping my mom, or, oh, he's in bed, or, so it's a challenge.
1: Yeah, so the engagement is declining, is that what I hear?
2: Well, you know, it's hard to get students motivated in the classroom when you're there in person, so when they're at home and feeling like it's, I don't know, I think they feel a conflict that they have to be, doing school work now.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, very good. So, so what, I- have been some of the, uh, what have been some of the bright spots for you guys as you move to distance education? What have been some of the things that have been working well for you?
2: Well, I have learned a lot about um, being able to do lessons online, be able to um, explain and understand, help them understand um, things online that I have never Known before, and so being able to f- have time to be able to find um, a lot of different things to do lessons with me being a special educator, most of my time is spent doing paperwork for special education. I don't have much time for curriculum, so this has been a bright spot for me to be able to have that time to search and see what I can to find to be able to put up there um, for them to be able to be more engaged.
1: Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, well, very good, Zach. Let me turn it over to you. did you have any questions that you wanted to ask?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. um, so this is a you know holds a little bit of a special place in my heart uh because my mom is also a special ed teacher uh at the high school level, and then my sister does it with elementary kids uh and I've had a great opportunity to talk to them about some of the same struggles I'm hearing from you um and one of the things that they've talked about is Um, just the ability to get in contact with those parents and just the technology barrier. You talked a little bit about it with the Wi-Fi, um, but are you seeing, like, specific struggles with, like you said, like them just, like, having an email or uh, you have a great program that you want to use, but they just can't get onto it. it? So what kind of specific technology struggles are you seeing?
2: Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know that it's so much a technology struggle as connection for them to understand um like i did a screencast exactly how to sh- i showed them their screen and showed exactly where they needed to click and everything for it but then when i spoke with them on the google meet they were still going oh i didn't watch that oh i didn't understand that so a lot of it i don't know that it's so much technology as just being walked through and saying "here let me show you" instead of "watch this video" And, of course, the parents, right, I think, right. have a lot of yeah. misunderstanding. They don't know a lot of it either.
1: Yeah, I saw on your
0: Twitter. Yeah, and there, it's and, unfortunate because in class. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it, it's unfortunate because in class, you opportunity to stand right next to them, and if they click a the wrong button, you know, you get to bring them back and, and pull them in and reengage uh, and help them along. Exactly. Um, but, obviously, you lose that part of it when you're remote. You know, it, it makes it a lot more difficult. Um, I've also seen a lot of districts move to sort of like an optional education offering is what I've seen it being called instead of mandatory assignments. Has your district moved to anything like that?
2: Not that I've heard of. They did um, ask us if we wanted to put up um, options that here's some assignments, but here's some options if you want to do some of these assignments as well. But I'm hearing that the kids just got confused and didn't connect with it. So I haven't offered that.
1: So do you have any concerns about the quality of the education for students uh, throughout the rest of this year?
2: (laughs) Um, Definitely. (laughs) They're definitely not receiving the quality that they would have there. And I don't think it's on the part of the teachers. It's the part of being able to connect with each student. I've got a um, co-worker who has four um, teenagers at home and she says, I'm as confused as my kids and I'm a teacher with what these teachers are putting out. So the, the teaching can be there if you can understand how to use the programs that are coming through. And I think Well, I won't say specific ones, but anyway, certain ones that they've got through, the teachers are just like, well, there it is, and you should be able to do it. And they have assessments set up as soon as that's done, and the kids are frustrated. They're kind of shutting down. So I don't think it's a matter of, the what do you want to say, the academics being there? It's a matter of being able to understand the way it's being given.
1: Okay, so it's so it's less about the uh I, it, what I'm hearing I guess is that uh, the biggest struggle is around showing kids how to use and manage the the distance learning tools that you guys have. Is, is yeah, that-
2: cause we'll send out a video. This is you know watch the video how to do it, but it they, they still don't understand it from the video or whatever. And, you know, a lot of times in classes, as you walk students through it, there's always a good third that didn't get it when you are right there with them and you have to reshow and go through. And then, of course, in special ed, it's even more so. So it's it's a lot of misunderstanding and, and not being able to receive the instruction that's actually being provided.
1: Mm. And so what would be the advice that you would have uh, for other districts that are evaluating tools uh, for distance learning at this time, uh, what would be sort of the ideal tool set to make your life a little bit easier?
2: Um, As far as my life, I don't know. As far as parents' lives, I would say don't go the easy route of clicking and putting on a video for some program, but get on and teach. Um, The things that I was doing was through Screencast, being able to, teach exactly like I would be teaching in the classroom. And if they can get on and direct the students and show them, I think they would get it where right now they're not. Um, So the more a teacher will actually teach with their, um, or instruct with their, um, what they're providing, I think that's gonna make the difference.
1: Awesome. Wonderful. Well, Linda, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate uh, you answering all these questions for us. So thank you. Oh,
2: thank you for all you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. Linda.
1: Thank you. All right. Well, that's the end of our first show. We're really grateful for you guys for joining us. Uh, just a reminder, this is Zach and Michael with literal. Uh, literal takes the same books that you are already assigning in class and makes them as engaging as social media. A uh, really important, Part of uh, distance learning is engagement, is what we heard from Linda today. And uh, as part of that at-home distance learning, we want to point to the RevRoad at-home learning initiative, which is a collaboration of uh, amazing tech companies that have offered their services completely for free um, for educators during this time. So we really invite you to check out RevRoad.com forward slash at-home learning and take advantage of several of the tools that are in there, uh, everything ranging from uh, English language learning to life skills uh, and coding. Um, so jump in take a look at that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also invite you to comment, share, like. Uh, if you see this and think of a specific educator, a teacher, an administrator in a district, we'd love for you to share with them. Uh, and really, like we said in the beginning, we'd like to foster a lot of collaboration uh, and, uh, you know, a movement of educators working together so we can find the best ways uh to get through this outbreak and also share a lot of the triumphs because uh motivation and a little bit of positivity is really important in a time like this. Um uh, with that, you know, again we thank you for for joining in. Michael, anything else?
1: That's it. Thanks guys.